Amen. So we've been talking about the, the, the spirit and flesh war. And again, you know, you can, re, you can see, you think about spirit and flesh, and you can think on the surface, you know, you know some of us are, are fighting through thoughts. Some of us are fighting through all types of uh, fearful thoughts, lustful thoughts. You know, I say lustful thoughts not as a, uh, oh, my God, what's wrong with you? You know, but uh, so, so, you know, some of y'all in, in, in are newly committed in relationship. Well, guess what? That, that, that little uh, uh, lust spirit don't just go away because you decide to be committed. It's, it's, it, he tries to tempt you even more. Um, and so, so, so not because you're crazy, because he doesn't want you fulfilled. And so you have to uh, uh, challenge yourself to say, well, you know, I'm going to just take the next best step from here and, and try to open myself up to more and more of God. If you're looking to win that over the flesh, it's going to take God. There's not a person in this room, me, my wife, or anybody that could beat the flesh in the natural. I'm just going to stop doing this. Well, how's that been working for us? Right? Right? And then um, um, Pastor Mel was saying this this morning uh, uh, when she was talking about the five and five principle, five people that you're, you're trying to uh, pray for that ain't trying to hear God, five people that are open to God, but it's hard for them to really get it. Right? But she was saying that sometimes you think you're praying. She said, you can go weeks without praying. And she says, the, the hardest part is for people that had a mind of Christ or are living for God because, what, you're overconfident. Well, you know, I'm doing some righteous things. I, I mentioned God three times this week. That don't mean you were praying. And you need to pray. You need to involve God at every step of the way. And, and, and she said it, or somebody said it, or Sabrina said it. <laughs> Everybody's flowing today, but the smallest thing, you might have said that, right? For the little smallest thing, or maybe Sabrina said it. One of y'all said it. Uh, but the smallest thing, God is important to God. You know, right? Right? He, he, he cares about the smallest concern. Especially if it's going to keep you out of his presence and keep you from, from experiencing what he wants you to experience. And then sometimes the adversary punks you and goes, I know you ain't praying. After the week you don't have, you can't possibly be trying to talk to God. God ain't gonna listen to you. Okay, look at look. You did this, this, that, nothing. He's accused of the brother, a brother. But the reality is, those things are lies too. Uh, Tiana was uh, in a a singles fellowship. She had everybody. She gave everybody a mirror, and she told everybody to write down the things, the negative things over the years you've told yourself. Right. And then uh, later on in her teaching, she said, now, across that mirror, somewhere around, just right over it lies. Because they're all lies, right? Because none of them reflect what God has said about you, right? And but, but all those lies is how he keeps us from not being fulfilled, not making moves, parallel us from doing the, un, the, the impossible, the unbelievable, the pioneer thing has us stuck in doing the same thing because we go, well, this seems safe. Yeah, but it's not fulfilling, right? And so something to think about. Let's, let's, let's get into this word we've been talking about, uh, uh, just the spirit of flesh and war, and we gave you Romans 8, and how in Romans 8, you know, it, it, it says the carnal mind or the fleshly mind is death. To be spiritually minded is life and peace, you know, this is they that are after the flesh don't mind or are not counseled by uh, or not focused on the things of God, right? 
they that are after the spirit are. It says, it says they that in the flesh, they that are in the flesh can't please God. Right? You see, the flesh doesn't the flesh can't please God if it tried. Right? It says you only can please God in the spirit. And then um, this is a scripture from the Bible study fellowship. You know, they, they have a list of scriptures that they, they go over pretty consistent daily. I keep saying they. We go over. You know, <laughs> since I'm a participant too. Uh, Ephesians 4.27. I think this is Minister Lamar's scripture, right? You know, like, so, so the goal is somebody say, okay, read the scripture, and you read it from memory. So, you know, so if you catch somebody and they're a little tired that morning, they're going to grab this scripture because it's easy to remember. I ain't saying no names, right? <laughs> so what's the scripture, Minister Lamar? <laughs> what's the scripture? Yeah, not, not to give place to the devil. You know, that, that's kind of like a step above Jesus wept, right? <laughs> step above Jesus wept. I, I, I can recall that one, right? All right, so, so uh, not to give place to the devil. So, so don't give the devil a, a place, right? We talked about this last week. He's seeking whom he may devour. And listen, listen, I think all of us, for the most part, and you know, I might be uh, uh, naive and ignorant to make this statement, but I think everybody's trying to do the right thing. You know, people are really generally good people, right? Um, even if somebody's fighting against you, I, mean, I don't think it take all that, that doesn't mean they're a bad person. They just don't believe you, right? And why do they don't believe? Well, they, you know, because people have betrayed them and, and trained them not to trust anyone. So, uh, you know, uh, my wife was saying this, I think it was you, <laughs> Uh, this morning, how are you going to pray to God if you have a bad relationship with people, right? So how are you going to have, how, how are you even going to be having a conversation with God? You, you, you're already funky with people. She was talking about not going into prayer with anger and things of that nature, right? And so, so if you think about it, people, God sends people to jack up your mind so you won't communicate with him. And so he's not in your presence, so you won't be fulfilled. You see what I'm saying? So yes, it's tough so don't, get, don't take it personal if somebody's not believing. They don't believe people, and they haven't met God yet because ain't nobody met God don't believe him because they met God, they know he cares, and he'll take care of, what you say, James? Everything, everything, right? And so, 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 so the adversary is seeking whom he may devour, and one of his patterns of devour is to access your flesh as we went through. I just will run through it real quick. So we, we, we gave you uh, from uh, Disciples' personality the natural person who we all are when we're born in this world of sin and inequity. So you can show them the outline for the natural person. Y'all got that for me? All right, so remember the natural person, we said at the top, the top of that circle, uh, that natural person is what? Close to God. But at the bottom, the, 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 Satan has access to the flesh, Right? Right? And so, so that's, you know, because we, we were, uh, was it Psalm 5, we were born and shaping in iniquity. We were kind of put in a position where you're, you came in here natural. Well, Jesus said you must be what? Born again. Born again right? 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 So, so, so basically we're saying you have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. The payment for sin, the penalty of sin is death. Payment for sin is death. He says, but, you know, to get that, your spirit, man, regenerated or made alive, Titus 3 talks about that. To do that, you have to what? Right? You have to accept the, the death, burial, and resurrection, the atonement for your sin. 
right? Not trying to get deep, but just want to make sure we understand. So then we open ourselves up to God, and that brings us to this possibility, the worldly Christian, right? So you see, the person's open to God, right? That's a good thing, right? To be open to God. But look at the bottom. Still open to what? Satan and the things of the world. So that's what we call a worldly Christian, right? So so they're going to say Christian things, right? Right? They're going to go to Christian church, right? Right? They're going to quote Christian scriptures, right? But they're going to be bumping and grinding too, right? Oh, I ain't getting no amen rights, amen to that. You see, everybody was following me, right? Then I said, they're going to be bumping and grinding too. Look, look, does he know? <laughs> right? Right, but that's <laughs> You see how people do, they, you know, you know, we listen to pastor. You said, well, if I open my mouth, I reveal my heart. So you won't be finding out nothing today, brother. <laughs> right? So you got, you got the worldly Christian. But then which, who we're going to talk about today is our spiritual Christian. Right? So if you look at the spiritual Christian, which is a wonderful thing, Spiritual Christians, what? Open to God, right? Right? But look at the bottom there. Look, not only is the Satan don't have access to the flesh, what happened to the flesh? Crucified, right? Right? Just put, put on the cross. What? Take up your cross, right, Z? Right. Right. Crucified. And that's kind of the position we want to be in where the flesh don't have access. Now, the reality is you can crucify the flesh, but, but if you start feeding that flesh, uh, it tries to resurrect on you, right? And so as long as we're in this, this earth realm, the flesh will always try to tempt us. So you, you decide to live for Christ, Christ, you're on a roll. You know, you ever been on that roll? Like you're on a roll, you're doing all your spiritual stuff, but then you slip. You ever slip before? Let me see how many people just, see how many, can I get a show of hands? How many people have slipped before? All right, okay, good. We're here today, all right, right? And so it's not the slip is with the, how the devil tries to magnify the slip, right? Because he's going, oh, no, you ain't going to church today. Why are you going to church? You ain't saved no more. You slipped, right? Then he go, oh, oh, so you're going to show up knowing good well you snapped on them yesterday. Oh, no, 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 you need to stay. You're behind home. You're going to pollute the whole atmosphere with your, with your nasty self, right? Like he, he, he working you, right? 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 Like, what was you watching last night? Oh, and you going to roll up in church? P- please. <laughs> no, 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 no. We don't need you serving today. Right? He's trying to get in your head. So it's not the slip. It's how he takes the slip and he magnifies it and he makes you think, oh, no, you done now. It's over. It's over. Nice try. You almost made it to be a Christian. You probably would have went to heaven. But no, you're going to burn. Right? <laughs> Right? You're going to burn. Right? But see, that's a, that, that's a hustle move. Right? Because the thing is, it's, 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 the Bible says you confess your sin, God is faithful to forgive you of the sin and cleanse you of the unrighteousness. So why is the scripture in the Bible? That means you might have to confess some things. You might have to agree that I slipped. Right? See, some of us ain't coming nowhere near God because if I can't perfectly live for him, I'm not coming nowhere in the building. Well, then you, ain't, you might as well never come in then because none of us can perfectly do this. We're evolving, right? We're evolving. Apart from him, we can do nothing anyway, right? Right? We haven't all, we, like, 
I don't know. I haven't seen nobody. I know it's a lake out there. We want to test it. Nobody walking on water. I haven't walked on water. Close, but I really haven't mastered it yet. <laughs> you know, I can only keep one foot above water. Now I keep sinking, you know. Y'all yeah, know that's a joke. That ain't even a joke. That's stupid. Like, I ain't walking on water, right? And so, 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 but I'm striving for perfection. I'm trying, like I'm pressing toward the mark of the high call of Christ Jesus. I'm forgetting the things behind me. I'm forgetting the slips. <laughs> like, I'm not sitting there focusing on the slips. Man, I, listen, I don't accept Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. You think I'm going to sit around here guilty all day? I'm going to offer that to God. I'm going to repent and keep on moving. Right? Well, guess what? I'm going to live a life where I have a whole lot less to repent for. Because I'm also not going to jump in and go, well, I can always repent tomorrow. I don't even know if you get this, this, the same forgiveness for stuff like that. Willfully sinning, right? Right? You know, that's, that's, that's Hebrews 10. Willfully sinning is a whole lot different than slipping. Right? That's leaping. <laughs> right? All right, so, so we, the adversary is seeking whom we made the vow, and I talked about this last week, but I wanted to really remind us of something. He's seeking whom he made the vow, but he's seeking... He's seeking who he can get in, who he can have access to our minds, our heads, get inside of our, our thoughts. Because that's normally where he'd be messing with us, right? Right? That's where, be, hey, you know, before you did it, you thought about it, right? Oh, I repeat it. Before you did it, you thought about it, right? <laughs> Let me say it one more time. Before you did it, you thought about it, right? So he's trying to get in here. Because this is our choice station. Remember the Bible says, what profit a man, a man who gained the whole world to lose his soul? And remember I told you, in your soul is what? We, we saw over there, we saw it on that diagram. It had mind, will, and emotions, but your intellect and your imagination. It's your choice station. He's trying to have access to your choices. That's why he don't care if you prosper as long as he gets your soul. That's why don't sell your soul to prosper. God, God will prosper you, and you get to keep your soul. <laughs> You, right? He, he wants your choices because he knows if I get your choices, you can't choose to go to heaven. You're going to go to hell because that's what I want. That's what the adversary wants. That's, that's not what I want. Somebody's going to take a sound bite. Say, Pastor wants us to go to hell. That's not what I meant. Right? And so he tries to get in our head, right? And, he, and remember, remember the Bible says uh, perfect love casts out fear because fear has what? Torment. Torment. So he's trying to get in our head to torment us. And if you think about what's, like, like uh, you ever experience, it happens a lot now uh, in our culture now, something called uh, anxiety attacks. Like, you know, you ever just, you know, having a good day and all of a sudden you just, you're overwhelmed with fear. You know, like you just, you're almost like you're almost shaking. Now you ain't now, some people are going to, they trust people and they'll call, hey, hey, I'm kind of dealing with, you know, with this anxiety. But most people do what? Pretend it ain't there, right? Right? And the adversary is happy with that. Why? Because what's not exposed can't be helped. You're not exposing it. You can't get the help. Right? But, but any smart person will open themselves up to get some help, right? Expose that fool, right? Expose them to the light and the darkness I have to flee, right? Does that make sense? But everybody processes through this because the adversary, when he had us in the world, when he had us, he was in our minds. 
He had us uh, hearing voices, talking, you know, all types of worrying about what everybody's saying, like everybody's saying. We ain't interviewed all these people, but we got about like a thousand people in our head. You know, yeah, they're going to think this, they're going to think that. Did I say that right? I probably shouldn't have said that right. Man, maybe I should have never called them. Man, I know they're going to be upset. They're probably not going to speak. They probably don't really even like me. They probably think you are not even worthy to, oh, my God. You know, uh-oh, they call me. Am I? Oh, my God, am I going to get fired? Oh, I'm going to get fired. I knew I should have finished that report. I shouldn't have put those words in there. They probably took those words as I think I'm all at. And he probably feel like I was threatening and stuff like that. Oh, man, I, man, if I, I knew I shouldn't have turned that report. It took me 10 hours to do it. I changed it 18 times, and now he's calling me in to take my job, and I need this job. Man, now I'm going to lose my car. I'm going to lose my house. You know, and, and I thought I was going to go on vacation. Man, now I can't change my flight. Oh, man. All because I wrote that dog on report, and he's calling me, and I'm about to lose my job. Matter of fact, I think I'm going to tell him I'm sick, um, and I'm going to go home because I don't even want to talk to them right now because I'm going to lose my job. Then you go in, you're sweating. Grip my teeth. Well, you know, hey, you know, God, down God comes up. You know, God, God going to give me another job. God going to give me another job. God, hey, I just, uh, just called you in. Um, looking over your report here. Uh, see, this is very detailed. Uh, and actually, somebody wrote a report like this deserves a promotion. You did all that work. All that worry. But nothing. Don't be looking at me. You did that last week? <laughs> Reading your mail, ain't it? Right? See, see, that's the thing. Try getting your head. You'll talk yourself out of a great relationship. You know, I've talked myself out. I was on teams. I was on the team one time. Talked myself out of being on the team. Created a scenario where I would be injured. Used the injury. wasn't even a major injury. Used the injury not to show up. And they, they sent the people looking for me. I did it twice in life. I did it in high school and college. It was like, what's going on? I said, well, I hurt myself. Well, you could have told us we sent you to the trainer. Like, we, and I guess they, they, I know they was thinking to themselves, what's wrong with this kid? Then I did it in, in, uh, in college, and uh, they, they sent scouts to come up to me. It was like, hey, everybody want to know why you didn't show up. Man, what I look like, man, running up and down there, running all those suicides, ain't going to play. Man, what I look like, that's, that's what I said on the outside. On the inside, I was like, y'all need me? Where you need me at? I got it in my own head. How many things have you blown because you got in your own head? Right? So you got this war going on between the flesh and the spirit. And that's why the scripture says, be anxious or be careful for nothing, but through prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known unto him. You read that scripture this morning uh, when she was talking about the five and five principle, Right? And so Pastor Mel was saying something we were talking about. Uh, well, I think they were talking about this doing girl talk. And she talked about how, you know, how the cartoons have, you have a little guy on your shoulder. You know, like, you know, you have like, uh, back in the day, they had one demon and one uh, angel with the little halo on your shoulder. And so she was saying, um, he's on our shoulder waiting for an opportunity. Waiting for an opportunity. Waiting for us to doubt. Waiting for us to be in fear. And so, so, so we have to, uh, uh, we put back up the, the uh, spiritual Christian. So we have a scripture there, Galatians 2.20, uh, on the, the top of the diagram for the spiritual Christian. 
And I think this is, this is big because this is what we have to do. Because we got to bury that fool, right? And so uh, Galatians 2.20 says this. It says, look, I am crucified with Christ, right? It says, nevertheless, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live inside the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So he says, now in this life that I live, I'm not living guided by the flesh. I'm inside the flesh guided by the Spirit, right? I'm being led by the Spirit because my flesh done died. I done died. So let's say if you're worried about being embarrassed. Is the flesh dead? No, it's alive. Let's say you worry about looking good. Is the flesh dead? Alive. Let's say you worry about what everybody thinks. Is the flesh dead? See, all these things are feeding the flesh. And, and like Pastor Mel said, the, the little devil on your shoulder going, man, that's, that's embarrassing. What are they going to think? He's hoping you listen. So, so you know how y'all be ignoring me sometimes? <laughs> you know, like, man, ain't nobody trying to hear that, right? He said, at least I'm telling the truth. Yeah. So, so he said he asked the question, and he's probably telling the truth. You want me to bring you up here, use it as an example? Yeah, come on. Come on, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. All right, so, so what he was saying is, you know, he's young, right? So he's, it's, it's okay for him, right? Because he's still trying to discover. Well, it's not okay, but you know what I mean. It's understandable. Is that better? It's understandable. It is understandable, whether you're in denial or not. It's understandable. He's young. He's in process, right? Right. Well, he's learning from um, the people that raise him. All right, so. <laughs> good. You're doing good. You're doing good. See, I say something, you point. Good job. Right? <laughs> right. So, 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 so the reality is he's young, right? And he's, he's trying to figure things out. But it may, he's going to be on this side. So it's easy for him to kind of be in denial. So I need to use you. you uh, so she got a halo on top of her head. Oh. Right. <laughs> I, so, so, so I'm in this situation where I have to make decisions, and you're going to just tell me not to listen. All right? All right. So, 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 so now some truth is coming to me. So you just tell me not to listen. Right? And so, 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 so I have a choice now. Because you're telling me you need to listen to that. Receive that truth. Yeah, you need to listen to that. And you don't, don't, no, really, you need to listen to that. All right, so now I, I have the voices talking. I choose who to listen to. Keep talking. Listen to me. Listen to me. Now, based on who I listen to is going to determine my actions, right? So if Ed's talking to me, giving me truth, you just say truth, truth, truth. No. Right. No. Walk in the spirit and you won't fulfill the lust right. of the flesh. And then I go, so what are you saying, Ed? Truth, truth. What did I just do? I, now that I walked away, I ignored him. And this is the interesting thing. How do you feel when you're ignored? Well, you already know how you feel. You can go sit down now. <laughs> like that haircut, though. Good job. Right? So how do you feel when you're ignored? Oh, oh, so this is, this is, see, the Holy Spirit always creates situations so we can have them. Real life examples. Lovely wife, you can have a seat. Okay. I appreciate your advice. It was great advice, by the way, as always. So we're in class yesterday. We're in a, a, we're in a Bible school, right? We have, we have Saturday Bible school. 
He's, he's flowing in the spirit, so he already know where I'm going, right? So he, ta- he said, okay, it's okay, mom. You're just going to be used as an example right now. You know how you be trying to get me? It's your turn, right? So he's loving this, right? So we're in, we're in class, and, and so uh, at a certain point, we do questions. And we, have, we had, a, a, you know, had a pretty big turnout in class yesterday. So people are asking questions, and so we have this rule. Don't just blurt out, you know, just raise your hands. Now, you have people that blurt out. Now, we're a family, so y'all probably figure, probably done figured out who's, who does most of the blurt now. You know, if, if, if the spirit's pulling me in this direction, you know, I say, I mean, I just, you know, yeah, so, so we got some family members that, you know, you know, like, right? So, 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 so we're doing that raise your hands, and, and we're raising hands, and so we're going through questions, and people going through questions, and I think we started getting into uh, talking about um, just uh, some of the, the practices of, of, of certain fraternal and sorority organizations. Well, there's a person there that had their hand up that nobody got to. Well, a couple people that nobody got to, but one person we didn't get to. So I watched the person, peripheral vision, on purpose. So they had their hand up. Now, this is the person that yesterday at single said what? Long as I got Jesus, right? Remember that? So they said, as long as I got Jesus, hey, hey. You know, they had their like, hey, hey. You know, I've come to a place in my life, long as I got Jesus. You know what I'm saying? See, I'm good because I got what? Jesus. Remember that? You remember that? All right, good, good. Oh, no, I'm going to use all. Y'all make me. Sh- hey, I said I'm going to show up for all these things. I'm pulling information from all these little things. Y'all had me all over the place yesterday, right? So I'm, I'm going to bring up basketball too, <laughs> right? So, so this, this person was not, like somehow or another we didn't get to, we didn't get to the, the person. So I noticed their head was down like this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Now, some of us have seen that before, right? We've seen that, the head down thing before, right? And so my thought is, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not drawing attention. I'm going to just let it roll. But I didn't know that their, I didn't even see, their hand was up all the time. So, so this is, so somebody must have didn't follow my lead. And they, uh, they, they, you know, because, you know, people care. You okay? <laughs> so, so, so one of the ones to say, you okay? Well, you know, I'm just saying, I had my hands up like, like about, uh, I got ignored about, was it, was it 80,000 or 18,000? Either way, it was like, it, it was way beyond, well, ain't, ain't that many people in the room. But you, she felt some kind of way. Why? She was ignored. So guess what? We need to take that same attitude and make the adversary feel that way. Make him drop his head. Man, I was, why ain't they listening to me, man? Like, ain't I of any value? Like, we need to ignore as opposed to magnify, express, and act on these thoughts that's coming to our head. Right? So thank you for, uh, for showing us what we need to do today, right? <laughs> and so you have, um, all right, let's go here. Let's go to Col- Colossians 2. Go to Colossians 2. The scripture says, 
uh, we should be uh, filled with the Spirit, right? Be led by the Spirit. But let's go to here, Colossians 2, um, because you got this, you have this, the spirit and flesh war, but you got a, the old man and the new man. We got an old man and new man fight. Old man is led by the flesh. The new man is led by the spirit, right? So Colossians 2 verse 12 says this. It says, well, it says we're buried with him in baptism or submerged in the spirit, right? Where, wherein also ye are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God who has raised him from the dead. Look, look, verse 13, and you being dead in your sins, right? And the uncircumcision of your flesh has he quickened. So we were dead in our sins in the flesh. In the flesh we're dead in our sins. But it says he has quickened or made alive, right? He has quickened together with him having forgiven all your trespasses. James, what'd you say? Everything. So he forgave all your trespasses, right? And, he, and he, he paid the price for them and quickened you, made you. So, hey, I'm not being raised by myself. I'm resurrecting you. So you can live this life, right, even though you sin and you deserve death because of what I, because I was raised, right? Right, so now you, when you're, so, so if I'm raised with him, now I'm operating in the new man, right? Right? As I'm operating a new man. But the old man feels rejected. I had all the attention. You know, you ever go into a new relationship, but the old person be calling? Track you down, don't they? You like, you change the number seven times and they done found, you know, the matrix code. They figured out how to, you know, they, 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 they figured out how to connect to uh, Shakira, who was connected to Habiba, who was connected to Bilal, and then Bilal talked to Hassan, and then Hassan actually ran into you at the store, asked for your number, and then passed it on to Malik, and then Malik then gave up your number, right? They done figured it out, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, you think I'm talking about relationships, but that's what the old man's doing. I got to find a way to get back access. There's got to be a hole they're going to leave. So they, they're not doing this crazy sin no more, but maybe I can get them through the music. Yeah, maybe I can get them through the association. Man, they've been doing pretty good, but I'll bring up this association and I'll get them snapping right back into that anger. Right? So what he did was he went through, he said, so he went through Habiba, he went to Shakira, got to Malik and Hassan and Bilal, and figure, oh, oh, you said you didn't like that person? <laughs> That's the person I'm going to have show up at the baby shower. <laughs> Unannounced. Not invited. What you going to do? You're going to get in the flesh and tell them to leave. I can't believe they showed up. Unannounced. No, spend the whole time. They're going to be at the, so you get you gossiping. What they doing here? I don't know why they came here. I didn't like them anyway. I don't know. Did you invite them? I didn't invite them. Right? Start you, start you there, then get you worked up. Oh, so you're just going to let her stay here? You ain't going to say nothing? Oh, no, no, no. If it was me, girl. <laughs> get you right back in there. Right? So the adversary tries to, tries to try to, 
he tries those same games. So the old man is dangerous because the old man is influenced by, as we were talking about in the four sources of authority, <clears throat> the three inadequate sources. The old man is led by the tradition, the experience, and the intellect. The new man is led by the adequate source of authority, and that's the word of God. So when we say source of authority, so, so what's, what's our source of authority is what, 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 what guides us. So even if I have to make a decision, right? So Gerard, if I have to make a decision, it's like I have to choose what's, what can approve it. Is it going to be the word of God or will my intellect say it's okay? Would it be the word of God or would tradition say it's okay? Would it be the word of God or will my experience says it's okay? Oh, let's take it a little deeper. Would it be the word of God or a family says it's okay? Right? He over here going, mama said. Right? He's just telling on you all day. All right, so, so, so what I'm saying is, now, 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 we're in, you know how you're in class and you answer because you know what the answer is in class, but then you leave class and you do the opposite of what you said in class? So this is the thing. If this is what we really think, is this how we really live? See, is, is the old man really running our life, but the new man gets all the billing? I'm a Christian. I just live for Christ right now. Yeah, I just live for the Lord. You need to come to my church. Right? So, so the new man gets all the billing, but the old man gets all the living. Are we really making decisions based on the Word of God, or is it based on our intellect? Oh, how about this one? I feel like it's okay. I don't, I don't feel like anything wrong with it. What does the Word say, though? I don't feel like that's necessary. Well, that ain't the source of authority. The source of authority should be the word, right? So, 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 so we got to, we got to, and we'll talk about it next week. I'm not going to get into it this week. Well, not next week. Yeah, next week. All right, so the, the scripture says in Romans 6, it talks about mortifying the members. It talks, I mean, you got to, you got to crucify, remember that, that design showed us crucifying the flesh? You got to crucify the flesh because that old man will always be like, well, hold on a second. I got a point. You, you ever have a meeting? And you hope certain people don't show up. <laughs> you know, like, like cause you got the meeting, and you're like, oh, this fool going to mess. And then they always messing up the meeting. Yeah. Like, asking questions ain't got nothing to do with reality. Yeah. They don't even know what's going on. Like, they, they're very, like, like uh, incompetent, but they're always talking. Yes. Like they know. <laughs> okay, brother. <laughs> Amen. All right. Okay. We believe in Jesus' name for harmony at the job, right? <laughs> he was like, yeah, hey, hey, yeah, yes, <laughs> right? So, but what I'm saying is when that happens, you're saying to yourself, man, shut up, listen, right? Yeah, you can say amen. I know what you think, right? Well, well, well this, is, this is what happens in our life. We're trying to roll. The old man be showing up. Like, why are you even here? And then offering considerations. And, and I tell you what makes you mad at the meeting is when, the, when the, the top guy listens to this fool. You know good and well we don't need to be doing that. 
And you're like, man, like, dude, are you the big guy? Like, you listening to this idiot? You can't see this amount coming? Everybody here know they don't know what they're doing, but you. So obviously, you don't know what you're doing, right? You hate that, don't you? Happens all the time, right? Well, it happens in our life. Old man is always showing up with stuff from the past, stuff you don't even do no more. You rolling, and all of a sudden that song come on. That's my jam. Is it? We, we going back to high school now? We returning to the club? Oh, but I'm, but I'm living in the new man. Well, all the old man have to do is play a song. That's it? That's, that's all it takes for you to lead God. A song. That's all it takes? One song. You minding your own business. Go to the restaurant. Boom. Oh, man. That's my song. That's my song. <laughs> ooh, ooh. That's my song. That's what we doing? <laughs> so you was at church worshiping, and then you went to the restaurant, and you, changed, you switched your worship partner? <laughs> Because you lift your hands up, right? Do a Venetia. <laughs> All right. So, All right, so the scriptures. My bad. All right, so this is the scripture talks about. The scripture talks about. Oh. <laughs> Uh, it would be funny if it wasn't so sad. <laughs> All right, so, so, so the Scripture tells us in Romans 4. Look at this, Romans 12, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, people, Romans, it says this, Romans 12, 4. This is one of our Scriptures in Survival Kit. It says, for as we have many members in one, what? body and all members have not the same office or responsibility, right? It says, so we being what? Are what? One body in Christ. When you see in Christ, inside Christ, right? If any man be in Christ, inside Christ, he's a new creature. Operating in a new man. All things are passed away. Behold, what? What'd you say, James? Everything, right? Behold, all things, right, are passed away. All, I'm sorry, all things are become new, right? So, so, so now I'm living out of the new man if I'm inside Christ. See, we leave the inside Christ part out, right? The inside Christ part is key. Harmonizing with the body. So the temptation of the old man is to get us outside of the body again to get us outside of fellowship again, to get us outside in the environment that created the experiences we were living by, that created the intellect we were living by, that created the traditions we were living by. I need to get you back in this fold so you start flowing like you used to flow. I don't need you doing that, right? And, that's, that, and, we, and we, we fall for it every time. I ain't been out in a while. Good. <laughs> 
Good. That's how you, that, that, that's what happens. So, so let's go here to 1 Corinthians 9. 1 Corinthians 9. Because we got to win this, this. Hey, this will be a good week to win, your, uh, to win over the flesh because we, it's fast week, right? You could plunk the flesh to hear from the Spirit or be led by the Spirit, right? That's the goal, right? Right? All right, so uh, uh, Paul said this. This is powerful. 1 Corinthians 9, 27, it says, But I keep under my body. Look, look. Bring it into subjection, lest by any means when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. He says, so, so, so I keep my body under, right? Because if I don't, I may, in, 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 my, in my new man's spiritual moment, share, so, share some wonderful things with a person. And then later that day, I get caught up with something where when they find out, they go, wasn't that the person just talking to me about God? Why, why did the atmosphere change? <laughs> did you sense that? Ooh, ooh. Hey, hey, spirits be speaking loud in the, in the church. So 1 first, first Corinthians 15. All right, 1 Corinthians 15. Now, don't let the adversary tempt you with the, well, nobody's perfect. Well, I'm not going to even make a move because, you know, just in case I slip, I don't want to be a hypocrite. So, so why is every time we have an opportunity to make a choice, we take the bailout choice? Well, I don't want to do this just in case I mess up, you know. Well, I don't want to do this just in case I make a mistake. Well, I don't want to do this just in case I don't want to be a hypocrite. How about I'm going to do this and then I'm going to commit to it so I'm not a hypocrite? How about that? How, you know what? I'm going to do this. And I'm going hey, to do it the best I can. And if I happen to slip, I'm going bounce, to bounce back from there. But I'm not going to sit here in neutral because I don't want to make a mistake. I'm not going to take the lead role because, hey, then nobody will be looking for me just in case everything mess up. That, we're not living when we do that. All right, we're not living if we just stay behind the scenes. You got that, right? Man, this mess up, boy, they're going to get in trouble. I'm just going to stay in my little lane right here. I ain't got nothing to do with that. Nobody's going to talk to me. Come on, y'all. We can't do that. We're design leaders, right? All right, so 1 Corinthians 13, 31. Right? This, this locks into it, too. Uh, verse 31, it says, I, I protest by your rejoicing, which I have, look, look, inside Christ Jesus our Lord. And then he says something, I die daily. He said, he said, he said I'll be punking that flesh daily. I do the things that punk the flesh. So you know how you wake up in the morning and you could read or not. You know when you read, you, 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 you just kill the flesh. You know when you decide to go to church, you kill the flesh. You decide to exercise, do something that the flesh don't want to do, you're killing the flesh. He said daily, not every once in a while. See, the flesh is saying, nah, nah, like, like, remember he was standing there by me? Nah, nah, that's okay, you don't need to do that. Man, you went to church, you went to Wednesday service, and you went to Bible study fellowship. And you've been praying all week. Man, take a break this week. Man, chill out, right? The whole thing is to get, the flesh needs an opportunity. No, no, you keep your foot on the flesh's neck. Just keep doing, hey, hey. Just tell yourself, I'm going to just keep doing as much spiritual stuff as possible. When it's an opportunity, I'm going to do every spiritual thing I can. 
right? Because there's always times when you can't. I used to tell the players I used to minister to when they, you know, because during the season, you know, you play in the NFL, you, it's like pretty much eight months. And so I said, when you come home, I said, you want to do as much spiritual as possible. But, did you, but you know, you season, off season, I'm going to go on vacation. Then I, oh, I go to see this person. I ain't seen this person. Well, go see this person. Let them know that, hey, I'm a professional now. I want to go see this person. Ow, and then I got this money. I got to go shop and do this. Next you know, oh, wait, it's almost time for spring camp. Well, let me go to church. So I get about two, three weeks of church in, but then I, I, I spend eight months out of the year on a grind where I can't go to church as much. So I just tell them, I said, no, you want to soak up. When you come home, you want to soak up as much God as you can. Guess what? While God is an opportunity for you, soak up as much as you can. Because life is already dictated for you not to have as many opportunities as you want. But if you're you taking a break when you have an opportunity to, to be around God, now when you have a, 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 a break that you have no choice because you had to go here, you had to do this, you have certain responsibilities and stuff like that, well, what, it's going to compile now. Right? Take advantage of God while you can. Die daily. So let's look at 2 Corinthians 12. 2, 2 Corinthians 12. We talked about this uh, one of the days Bible study fellowship, right? Didn't we, chapter 12 was, yeah, okay. The Monday, I think, Tuesday, I don't know. Uh, so we, <clears throat> we're talking here at verse 7. We've read this scripture plenty of times here at this church. But it says, look, it says, uh, verse 7, lest I should be exalted above measure, overconfident, through the abundance of revelation. So this is a person that's gaining an abundance of knowledge, right, in the Lord. He says, there was given to me a thorn, what, where at? In the flesh. He says, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, look, lest I should be exalted above measure. He said, for this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. So things were happening that I'm going, I understand that this is happening. I'm such a wonderful Christian or whatever. He says, and he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. He said, most gladly, therefore, rather I, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. So he said it was a thorn in his flesh. And so he recognized if it's a thorn in my flesh, that's a good thing. Because then my flesh is going to be out of the way and it makes room for more power. It makes room for more power, right? So if the flesh is getting punked, that's good. The Bible tells us to, to, to live as a living sacrifice, right? That's Hebrews 12.1, right? But, but I noticed something else that I want to share with you guys because we're trying to get the spirit to win, right? We're trying to get what? Trying to get what? So just tell somebody, I want my spirit to win. So look at this. Hebrews 10. Because you want what? Right. I, so, so if you have an opportunity for, so you have this, this, this uh, oh, so I'm going to share this, which is a book called Angels by Charles Capps. Yeah. Thank you. How you know? Is no, somebody else could have wrote it. How you know I was going to say Charles Capps? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So it's a book by Angels by Charles Capps. And it's a, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a wonderful book. But in the book, he was saying how, you know, like you're believing for things and you, you're praying for things, you believe for things. He says, so you pray and you believe for things. He says, the angels are trying to assist you and bring through what you're praying for. 
He says, but the, the, the demons are trying to stop it. Remember when um, Daniel was praying, right? He was praying, you know, he needed wisdom and understanding. And so uh, he was fasting 21 days. So the angel said, uh, he said, uh, Gabriel said, he said, man, when you first prayed, I was coming. He says, but, but the prince of Persia or the, the archangel, right, was trying, to, was trying to stop me. He says, you know, you try to stop him for 21 days, right? And so Charles Cap says, so when you, he said, you believe in something, angels are trying to drive in what you're believing for into the spirit realm. But when you start to doubt and have unbelief, you empower the demons to stop them. So if you figure if there's a, if there's a war going on and the angels is fighting the demons, every time you pray, intercede, and speak the right confession, you know, that, you know, that's, that's that jab or that's that Mike Tyson, right? right? Body shot, head shot, <laughs> knock you out, right? He says, but anytime you doubt, you know, that's an uppercut for the, for the, de- for the demon, right? So you remember we used to play with rock'em, sock'em robots? You know, you work the controls. Well, your, your, your faith works the control for the spirit. Your fear works the control for the flesh. So, 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 so what he was saying is, uh, angels hearken to the word of God. They don't know if it's you, or I'm sorry, to the voice of God. So they don't know if it's you. All they know is the voice of God's word is out there, and we have to obey. Angels don't question the voice of God's word. That's why if you tell a demon, I bind you up, well, he's a fallen angel. He's bound because he has a hearken to the voice of God. Whether it's a fallen angel or not a fallen angel, they all got to hearken to the voice. So if you speak fear and not God's word, like demons jump all over you, right? And so, so I, was, I was thinking through this in terms of this war and how just like our words assist who's going to win, right? Right, but I think our worship does too. So look here, verse 2. Hebrews 10, 2, it says, for then uh, would they not have ceased to be offered. It says, because that the worshipers once purged should have no more conscience of sin. So, so, so again, when, I, when I'm in worship and once I've been purged of the old man, I don't have conscience of sin. Now, why is that important in my worship? Because I don't got all sin in my head. I'm going before God boldly. I've casted down all imaginations, every high thing to exalt itself against the knowledge of God, bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ Jesus, right? So, so I'm going into God's presence, loving him through worship, offering myself to him, not in reservation because, ah, this might not go over well. But does he know? You think he knows? Well, he sees everything. Well, that probably wasn't right. And uh, you, you want to go in? I'm not going to go in. I don't know. Yeah, I think maybe you should go in. I, you know, he probably ain't going to even talk to me, you know. Tell you what, why are you in there? Could you ask him? That's how we're doing it. That's the adversary's trick. I want to get you into something that you feel guilty about. Have that magnified in your mind. So now when it's time to you to go to God boldly, you're going to question if you're worthy. Because you won't see God through his lenses of his loving, forgiving self. You'll see them through your lenses, and of course, we know we don't think we deserve anything. We're the hardest critic on ourselves. You know, God done done forgave us. We done resurrected ourselves above God. Yeah, yeah, but I don't need no forgiveness for that. No, no. 
I deserve that. And I'll feel a whole lot better if I beat myself up, then I won't feel as bad that I did it. That's what we're doing. God done forgave us, right? And so the interesting thing is, he said, God, God says, you confess his sin, I'll forgive you. I, he, he, it says, uh, what is it? Confess his sin, God is faithful to forgive you of the sin and cleanse you of the unrighteousness. You know, that weight and that guilt of it. First John 1, 9, right? So the old nature is trying to, uh, Pastor Mel says this, the old nature is trying to hold us to our past, to the guilt, to the weight. I can't believe you did that. Like the old nature is constantly walking around. Oh, my God. What idiot would do something? You went that, you, you, you were doing good. You're doing good. Look at you now. See, it's, it's only a matter of time. That's your track record. You're only going to go so far before you say something, do something crazy. Yeah, okay, so, so, so the guy smiled at you. Did you have to smile back? Oh, okay, so, so if hubby was around, was, was he cool with the, the way that exchange was going? Wasn't that supposed to be a, a business meeting? Oh, no, you, 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 don't even go, you ain't going to church this week. Watch online. Just watch online because, you know, don't go in the house because somebody's going to know. And don't lift your hands up to worship because you're going to open yourself up. And then, boy, the wrath of God's going to come down. Pastor Keith going to see what's going on. He's going to come down to your aisle, pull you up. He's going to prophesy over you so everybody can see. Stay home. <laughs> Keep your pajamas on. You ain't got to do your hair. Just stay home. So this, this old nature is trying to hold us to our past, but Romans 8. This is one of Pastor Mel's favorite scriptures. There is what? No condemnation of them that are. Oh, there's no condemnation. All right, so you did the same. He did the same thing at the church. He's doing mixes over here to add scriptures. (laughs) No, that's not what we're talking about. Good. No, that's Romans 8.28. They're over here to do a mix. Mix it. I said eight one. Oh, you just read it. Now you're gonna try to say it from memory. Why don't you stay out of it, and then we'll just read it. How about that? So everybody will know, right? <laughs> you did that yesterday too. You know that, right? You did. You blended two scriptures together. She said what? Uh, Venetia's fault. It's Denise that you sent me, Lord. All right, so Romans 8.1. And this is good. This is a good scripture to memorize, right? It says, look, there is therefore now. When? Now. <laughs> when? Now. No condemnation to them which are. So I said replace that word in with what? Inside Christ Jesus, right? Right. Look, look, it ain't finished. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Don't feed the flesh, not led by the flesh, not counseled by the flesh. Right, it goes on later on. We, we read it earlier. Or, or don't mind the things of the flesh. One of the words for mind is counseled. The flesh does, doesn't listen, ignores the flesh's counsel, Right? So, if I'm in Christ Jesus and I'm walking after the Spirit, there's no condemnation. I'm not 
I'm not, first of all, I'm not condemned because I'm walking after the Spirit. Duh, I'm not going to do no fleshly things. Right? No condemnation of them that are in Christ Jesus. So we don't have to be condemned. Right? And so, so that's why the Scripture says, uh, the, look, uh, 2 Corinthians 10, 3 and 5, I, I quoted it earlier, earlier, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, fleshly. So I'm in this battle, but I'm not fighting the flesh with the flesh. I'm fighting in the spirit because the weapons of my warfare are not carnal, fleshly, but they're mighty to God. Uh, they're mighty. Well, we read it. It says uh, the weapons. Uh, I'm not even in there. Hold on a second. I was just saying it because I like saying that scripture. Second Corinthians 10, we'll start at three. It says, uh, it says, look, for, for though we walk in the flesh, no, we have a fleshly body, right? It says, we don't war after the flesh. We don't use the, the flesh to war. It says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God, look, to the pulling down of strongholds. That, that's the thoughts in our mind that, that, that tries to resurrect fortresses in our mind or come up with reasons for us to do things that are ungodly. So it starts as a thought, but then the mind of Christ says, whoa, whoa, you can't be thinking that. So then the adversary offers reasons, you know, it started in the Garden of Eden, to build pillars around our mind and to hold that thought in our mind long enough where we'll act on it, right? That's what's called a stronghold. They're strongly, strongly holding in Reasons that are contrary to the authority of God. Right? So, uh, so since I said I was going to use all the examples, we'll use uh, Zymane. So, we're, no, don't wake him up. So, we're at, uh, we're playing basketball. So, we, it's a, it's a, we have a drill. And the way the drill goes is you try to teach uh, young men how to be ready to uh, take advantage of an opportunity to score a basket. So in a game, if I throw it to you and you can shoot right away, defense can't cover you or nothing. So you teach them how to have their hands ready, right? Have their hands ready. And then, so I'm teaching them how to throw, to, to fake the guy. Bend your knees, show the ball. Have your hands ready, bend your knees, show the ball, then go, right? So Zamane's over there twisting his twisties. This is before he got his hair cut. So, so I said, Zamane, you ready? Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting. I said, no, no. I said, Zamane, have your hands ready, right? So he still switches with So I told him, I said, well, you can go stand over here, hold the ball out like you're ready, and, and you can let us know. Not until I tell you to stand there. Let us know when you're ready to have your hands ready. So it was all on him. He could have he went over there, did like this and said, I'm ready, and he could have came back. But he's over there. Uh, he wasn't even doing that right. He was over there. When nobody was looking, he dropped the ball on purpose. Uh, and then this is what he tried to do. So the first time I told him to hold one ball out, he took the other hand and did what? <laughs> so holding the ball out, the spirit was telling him to hold the ball out. The flesh was saying what? So then I said, okay, so you take both hands and hold it. So when I told him to take both hands and hold it, he did. I don't want to mess up the mic, but he took his arms and started to try to use the inside of his arms to rub his hair anyway, right? So, so why was he doing that? The flesh was like, you, you ain't telling me what to do. 
I never explained anything to him at first. I just told him, told him what the drill was, told him to go to the side. So then I came over to him. I said, now, man, I said, you might not want to play basketball. I said, but in basketball, if you recognize your opportunity fast, you can be successful. I was teaching you how to get your shot off before somebody can even come and, and try to stop you from doing it. He said this. I don't know if he told you this. He said, oh, no, I want to play basketball. He says, I want to play basketball and make a lot of money. I said, well, what I'm trying to tell you will help you to maximize your opportunity. He said, oh. He didn't do the twisty, but I, I, he was like, oh, I get it now. I said, everything, everything we're telling you is for you. It's to benefit you so you can maximize opportunity." I said, everything we're telling you leads to something. Every drill we do connects to another drill. Y'all think I'm talking about basketball? Everything means something. But when you blow off something, when you ignore something, when you go, oh, no, that's not, that, that's not for me. It might not be for you right now, but God doesn't waste moments. Everything has an impact, in, it might be for somebody else. You see what I'm saying? Like everything. But why was he doing this? This is what we do. Somebody tells you something because they told you, flesh kicks in who has a partner called pride and go, well, I ain't doing that because it was told to me. I ain't doing that because it was presented to me. I ain't doing that because you asked me to do it. If I think of it, it's okay. If I made the move, it's okay. But you asked me, and it came from you, no, I'm not doing that. That's not how I roll. You're not in Christ if you're saying how I roll. It's how Christ rolls. You see what I'm saying? Like, we're the new man, not the old man. The old man is how, how, how we used to roll. Listen, I get punked up in this church. Let's just, let's just keep it real here. Guess what? That's not how I roll. But that's how Christ rolls. I don't care about getting punked. Dead man don't have no feelings. I'm dying daily. I've crucified Christ. I don't care. And, 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 I, and I'm saying that. Now, normally when you don't care, you don't say you don't care. But since you already know, I don't. <laughs> I can say it, right? So it's not about how good I look. If it was about how good I look, I would be embarrassing a lot of y'all. Because I know what to say. I know exactly what to say. I was trained to have quick responses to stuff. I know how to break you down. It's not worth disobedience. If I wanted to, I can meet with all of you one-on-one. We can come up here impromptu. You can state your case and I'll state mine. But that's embarrassing because people are in process. I know they're still figuring it out. It wouldn't be fair to, to, to crush somebody and they're just figuring it out. And their arrogance is overriding their fulfillment. Their pride is overriding what they need for help. I'm not stupid. People come to church and go, uh, he's speaking a little bit too confident for me. 
And I don't even want to hear what he got to say because I need him to, well, you know, we just suffer for the Lord and, and it's going to be all right. You know, um, all sin falls short of the glory of God. So, you know, none of us perfect. We, you know, we're going to sin, you know what I'm saying? And, and I sin all the time too. That is, a, that is not true. I just said that. Don't put that as a soundbite. Our local pastor says he sins all the time too. No, I said that because people gravitate to that. You know what? You know what? The reason why I go to that church, man, I know he be out there in the club, stuff like that, but he down to earth. He down to earth, man. That's why I like going, man, we don't need a church for that. You don't have to go to a church for somebody that's leading you to be hanging out and doing the same thing you're doing. You don't have to go to church for that. You could just go to the club. That could be your church. But I should be doing something different. Not to make you feel bad, but I should be setting a standard. It's called, I was ordained, set apart. I had to sanctify myself. I had to go through a process to be allowed to serve you. So I'm not putting you down. I'm saying, and then you're, I've accepted Jesus, right? It's a standard. The Bible says, come out from among them and be ye separate. Okay. 1 Corinthians 6, 17. Right? Why is it saying that? It's not saying, oh, so, so see, see that's, what, that's, what, that's all with Christians, man. You know, you, you trying to be elite, you putting a person down. No, it's saying, come out, be ye separate. What it's saying is, come out the quicksand and you can help them get out too. That's what it's saying. But the world will convert that into, well, you know, ain't nobody perfect. Why would you, why would you put them down? A person's in the quicksand. They sinking, and you sitting there explaining to me why they're in the quicksand. Well, you don't understand. You know, people sometimes, now the person's over there, bloop, 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 and you over here going, son, son, listen, pastor, listen, listen. They didn't mean to be in the quicksand, and the whole time, the person's over here, bloop, 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 and you, hey, but see, you got to understand, sometimes people slip in quicksand. They need to get out, man. Do you understand that? They're they dying. That's what we don't understand. We're soothing everybody in our culture, and they're in quicksand. They're going to their house thinking about suicide. But we're, we're pacifying. Well, you know, don't make them feel bad. This, that, that. No, I'm trying to get them up out of there. I'm trying to bring them to their greatness. Ain't nobody trying to kill themselves in their greatness. Many people are kill, trying to kill themselves in their compromise because they're not fulfilled. And so, so listen, you can play this I'm going to soothe them because I don't want nobody talking to me about my sins game. I'm, I'm playing, uh, I'm going to get them up out of there. You see the difference? It's a war out here. So if it's a war and I'm a soldier and I see somebody, uh, what was it, what was it? Uh, we, we were soldiers. He was like, no man left behind. His, ground, his foot wouldn't leave the ground until all the soldiers, even if they got wounded. They won't, he wasn't going to leave him. And at the end of the movie, his foot was still on the ground till that last guy came in a helicopter. That's how I roll. I've been rolling that way most of my life. Never see it, never watch another man fall. I'm not going to feel good at the expense of somebody else falling. At least I ain't knowing what they're doing. Are you kidding me? I'm going to help. I'm going to help them be better than me. 
What are you doing? It ain't, my, it ain't my business. See, what I try to do is I just stay in my own business. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, it ain't my business. None of my business. I just stay in my business. As long as they do that at their house, do you understand that their house can affect your house eventually? Do you understand some of them people is going to be your child's coaches? Could be your cousin's best friend. We just, it, it, uh, Tia said it, it's, it, it's, it's, uh, uh, it inspired a message I'm going to work on. But uh, St- Tia yesterday, she was sharing how, uh, where's Hope at? Where's Hope? So can I mention the dance part? All right. Nobody's going to remember anyway. So, <laughs> so when they do it, they, you know, they just, so, so they're working on a dance and in the dance, you, 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 uh, you picture this as a person, okay? So, like, you're all in this space, but you, you're almost like walking by. Is that right? Is that close? you kind of like, you're, you're passing people, but, but they're, they're in your proximity, right? So, so, Tia was sharing how when she was in, was it middle school, Tia, or elementary school? It started in element, elementary and middle school, right? So, she had met a... a she said, I call him Mr. Lomax, y'all call him Ray, <laughs> right? So in elementary school, so she said, uh, when she first met him, he gave good advice. And she said, and, and she says, you know, you know how in a, uh, in a school, you really don't want to talk about Christ and stuff like that. So he was talking about God, but not talking about God, right? Talking about Christ, but not talking about Christ. She says, so she, she really was impacted by his advice. Something's different about this, this teacher and the advice that they're given, or this instructor, I don't know what his role was, right? So I think middle school was over. Is that correct, Tia? Middle school, the last time you saw him was, was it your last day of middle school? So, it was last, so middle school's over. So you're leaving and you're like, okay, besides my parents and everybody else, I've met someone that, that I trust. Like they, they, they're guiding me right, right? So you don't know if you ever see the person ever again. Comes to a New Year's service, he walks through the door. So she says this. She sees him, she's like, that can't be Mr. Lomax. And I could be saying this wrong, but it sounded like you said you was kind of asking him, is it him? Was that is that what you said? Like, what you said? You she was asking herself, is that like him? Right? And so, like, it can't be, right? And so it turns out she's so so basically in a in a million years, you're not thinking, she never told him what church she went to. So she's not thinking she's going to see Mr. Lomax at her church. And he, he's a member here at the church. They about to have a baby coming up here in, in the next few days, right? Amen. So while she was talking, she was talking, it just it hit my heart. Because I met him in high school. In Columbus, Ohio. And so... so, so Hopefully you didn't mind, Tia. So when I got in the car, I called them and told them what we talked about. You know, because a lot of people don't know the impact they have on people. So I said, I said, you came up. And I said, I said, Ray, what was so interesting is I met you in high school. This is what he said. He said, yeah, but the interesting thing is when you met me in high school, I didn't think I'd ever see you again. I leave high school. I go to another state to college. I come back. I end up back. I end up at the church you go to. And end up growing in the church. Matter of fact, when I started working in the schools, he was one of the people I assigned to take over for me. Why am I saying that? We're just taking 
encounters for granted. Well, me and him talked. What he was like, he said, you never know who you're impacting. So, so, so think about it. Suppose, suppose Ray's just a, as a young kid, he don't mean nothing, and I don't pour into him. Does he pour into Tia? So we're blowing off relationships. People are in the war. He was in the war. He was in the flesh. Hey, the flesh was winning. <laughs> the, the, when, he, when he grew up, the flesh was winning. So I'm a soldier in the spirit. I'm like, oh, I got to help him win this battle. And everybody around me, he'll tell you, everybody around me. And I remember when I was in, uh, in, in uh, working with juveniles in uh, New York City, and a young man came up to me. He says, he says, let me ask you something. Was you as good as me when you was my age? I said, not even close. So basically, when I get your age, I said, just stop it. I'm not waiting on you. Like, I'm not going to be the same person by the time you get my age. I'm, I'm, I'm constantly going. But he said, but why are you taking, like, you don't know me? I'm locked up. Why are you taking all this time? I said, I don't know what, who you are. You could be the next president for all I know. You could be my child's coach, AD, principal, pastor. I don't know. So I'm not wasting no relationship. That's what Pastor Mel was talking about this morning. Are we? See, we're so caught up, in, caught up in our flesh, in our feelings, in our compromise, we're blowing off relationships around us. We're so busy thinking about what we don't have and how comfortable we are, and if we're out of place or not, we're not realizing there's people around us we can help get in place. It's all about us when it should be about everybody we run in, in contact with. That's what it really should be about. And do you hear people complaining about that? Man, man I just, I, you know, I'm just going through depression, man. There's not enough people to, to, to win souls. I'm just, just frustrated right now. You know, where is God? You don't normally hear that. It's about their job. It's about their position. Am I enough? Is, am I going to be successful? Is this going to be embarrassing? You know, but how come it's not about helping somebody else get through that? I'm bored. Are you? Plenty of souls. The, the harvest is plenteous. There's no limit. And so, so winning this spirit and flesh war is not just about us winning. We, if we win, we're in a position to help other people to win. When people gain victory, they can show other people how to get, gain victory and get out of their mess. That's kind of what it's about. You know, that's what she was talking about in the five and five principle. That's all for today. Let's stand, stand on our feet.